Mini episode 1202 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1202. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our preview of Better Call Saul Episode 5.4. Here's our top five notes of interest coming out of the last episode. Number five, Hank and Gomi are back in a very limited capacity, but still. We knew the Crazy Eight served as an informant for them from Breaking Bad, and here we see how that originated as a scheme hatched by Lalo. The structure of the Breaking Bad world has been coming into place slowly since Season 3, and now with Crazy 8 preparing to serve up the infrastructure of Gus's operation to the DEA, we may now see how Mike then took over Gus's day-to-day management of the meth distribution. Number 4. Speaking of which, Mike's going to need something to get him out of his post-murder funk. We'd seen Mike in a bad place before, with the flashbacks to the murder of his son, but his rage was controlled and focused at the time. Now we're seeing the aftermath of Mike having broken his moral code, one which considered civilians to be off-limits. How he gets from this place to the Mike the Cleaner that we first encountered late in Season 2 of Breaking Bad will be fascinating. Number 3. As Kim is pulling away from Jimmy turned Saul, she's simultaneously getting disillusioned with her own lot in life. We've assumed all along that her sense of right and wrong is going to lead to a final break with Jimmy, but maybe we assume too much. After all, the demands of her bank lawyering, which have now led to pushing around a small-time landowner reminiscent of her own family, are keeping her from the soul-nourishing public defender work that allows her to maintain her faith in the system. She is almost certainly not a part of Saul's life in Breaking Bad, but the circumstances by which she departs are seeming to get a bit more murky. Number 2. Nacho is more screwed than ever, and that's saying something. His dad is going to stand his ground no matter what, which will probably get him dead, Gus has the figurative gun to his dad's head, but Lalo will be likely to sniff out any attempt to give the chicken man the information that he demands. Nacho is going to have to piece together something very audacious. He figured out how to neutralize Hector, and it's going to take another incredible scheme to extricate himself. Number one, that retainer means that the Salamanca family will be living up to the slogan, Better Call Saul. Clearly, a new identity doesn't mean that Saul has immediately embraced the gleeful, scummy, rich life of a cartel lawyer like he did in Breaking Bad. He's terrified of what he's gotten himself into, and with his ties to Mike, he's now linked to both sides of the cartel divide just like Nacho. Will the two be working together this season to play both sides against the middle? It's going to take some time before Saul stops feeling that he's in over his head, but as we all remember from Breaking Bad, once he does feel in control of his circumstances, That's when the fun starts. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.